Welcome back to Son of a Preacher Man, a podcast that's all about finding beauty and brokenness, grace and grit, God and the ambiguity of the in-between. This episode is a sermon that Jonathan gave at River Gathering with Tony and Reba Rambo McGuire in Nashville, Tennessee. Jonathan speaks from Psalm 118 and gives a plea for people to stay in the ring, that God will reveal God's self again, not in the afterlife, but in the land of the living. Enjoy. I'll start this way. Two nights ago, I had a dream. I'm not a person that... I I have dreams. I have a lot of dreams. I don't claim to have a lot of spiritual dreams. And I don't know that... And I don't know what this means or if it has to mean anything but I'll just say it was unusual for me and that it was so vivid and coherent to remember it in such great detail when I woke up I, I had a dream that I was getting ready to speak at something like um, when I grew up going to Church of God Cleveland Tennessee youth camps youth camp was a big deal and because we were you know old time Pentecostals a lot of stuff happened and demonstrative things and lots of wonderful. It was I was preaching at something like a youth camp. It was something. It was like that kind of setting. But there were people that were there from like all generations of my life, all stages and phases. And in the dream, it's like I had this this mandate to to preach on the unconditional love of God. Which is something I talk about a lot because I don't, I don't know what else I would talk about. If you're a preacher, I, I don't know why you'd be talking about too many other things. Right. It is what I talk about. But I had never spoken about it like I did in that dream. It was like in the dream, there was something on me to preach God's love in such a way to where people were just drinking it up. And I, I could watch them change while it was happening. It was like I wasn't... Um, it wasn't just talking about the love of God. It was like prophetically declaring it into them. And people were just wow. just lapping it up. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know exactly how to describe this. It's going it's to sound weird to you because it was kind of weird to me. But it was like people, it had nothing to do with me. It's like people were so intoxicated on the love of God. They were just, they were just out of it. We had it, again, <laughs> this all a dream. There were these prayer people that had been assigned that in the end to pray with anybody who wanted prayer. And they, could, they couldn't pray for the people who wanted prayer because they themselves were so intoxicated with God's love. They couldn't move. We had to call in extra prayer people because even the, the prayer people were so overwhelmed by God's love. And it was like as I was declaring God's love, there was just an unction on it for people to receive it in a way that they had never received it before. Specifically, though, in the dream, I, I had this specific image that while I was talking about God's love, I was seeing, so again, it's, it sounds like Inception now, a dream within a dream, if you know that film. <laughs> but it's like as I was preaching God's love into people, I specifically saw images of people who were in the room who were at a place of giving up on their own lives. And for some it was in the future, for some it might be moments from the past, but it's like I could see that word reaching into that moment and, and coming back into people's lives in a moment. It's just it was very strange, very interesting. I, I woke up in I woke up in tears because it was so palpable what I felt then, yes. just this release of God's love into the lives of people who were in a place of of just utter and complete despair. 
And again, not knowing any particular situations you were talking about, I will tell you this. I don't think, and it's funny, it's, it's interesting to feel led to do this now because I feel like there's been such a, a lift on the night and, and a sense of glory and grace on the night. But I think it makes it all the better because everybody feels safe. And I hope if you're watching this, I hope you feel safe right now. Yes, yes. I, I've just never known a moment in my life, in my short 40 years of history, that feels as heavy as this one does now. It's just heavy. Yeah. Every day is heavy. And the news is heavy. And for all the conversation right now around sexual assault, for people who I know who have been sexually assaulted, that's triggering all kinds of things and memories and feelings. And I don't know. I just feel like maybe there's such a... I've talked before here about the shaking, but really, I mean, you know, people don't know who to trust. People don't, who to be, don't know who to believe. They don't know if they can believe their leaders. Whether it's anything from the sex scandal within the Catholic Church to the kind of conversations I was just talking about to just, in general, institutions and politics, nobody knows who they can trust. Right. And I just... I, I, I've never talked to as many church leaders as I am right now, or even church leaders and pastors who are saying to me, and I love the candor and appreciate the honesty, I don't know what, what it is exactly we're doing and if it's making any kind of a difference at all. Right. I mean, I just think, especially at a time when there's such a relentless onslaught of information, just nonstop, yeah. we're, we're taking so much more into our brains than we know what to do with. We don't have the emotional bandwidth. We do not have the capacity to carry all the information that we're carrying. We get more information in a day than people used to would have God, in a year of their lives, we get right. it in a day. Right. We're overwhelmed by it. We don't know what to do with it. We're incapacitated by it. And I just feel like there's something right now about the moment we're in where it seems like so many people are just overwhelmed by despair, a sense of hopelessness. Yes. What does any of this mean? Where is any of it going? What does it matter? And I will give the... I want to say very clearly here that I'm a person who very much believes in and takes seriously that there is such a thing as a very chemical reality of depression. And sometimes yes. it takes medication to deal with that. And praise God for that. Yeah. Yes. But beyond particular individuals who, who have those kinds of intrinsic proclivities, I just feel like right now it feels like there's such an assignment of despair. Mm. An assignment for even people who, who haven't really known what it is to be in some of those dark places are feeling pulled into them right now. And I, this will be a brief word. I'm, I mean, I got one verse and this is it. I, I don't know when I've ever felt a verse as strongly as I've felt this. Never talked about it. I don't remember thinking about it before today. Wow. But Psalm 118, verse 17 simply says, I will not die but live and tell the works of the Lord. Come on. Yes. And that's the whole thing I have to say. I will not die, but live Come on. Come on. to tell the great works of the Lord. Yes. Yes. I'm not telling you yes. that you're not going to die ever. Yeah. But here's the, here's the great thing he, he, about dying. That's, it's really not up to you. That's in God's hand. That's in God's timing. If you're not here, 
I mean, I'm sorry, if you are still here, I'm presuming you're supposed to be here. Right. If you're alive and you're in the moment, it's because God wants you to be in this moment. Mm -hmm. And when it's, when it's your time, it's your time, and what can we do about that? But in the meantime, I just feel like somebody needs to hear this tonight. Like, I just... Have you ever... Sometimes I like a bad ending. I'm alright with that sometimes. But have you ever seen... Uh, like, I'm in the mood for it. But have you ever seen a movie that just had a really terrible ending? Where everything inside you said... It's not supposed to end like this. Right, come on. <laughs> it can't end like this. That's the kind of unction I feel for particular people right now. Just a sense of... It can't end like this. Come on. It's not supposed to end like this. To quote a great U2 song, sometimes you do get stuck in a moment. And, and I speak this from experience. When you're in the middle of a dark moment, it doesn't matter if you've got a great family, friends who love you, it doesn't matter if you're making money or what. When you are in that moment, there, there are some moments in our lives where we do, we just, we just get stuck in a place. It's a cycle yeah. inside your head. You just can't get out of it. And when you're in that moment, you, sometimes you can't will yourself past just the emotional reality of that. I know what it's like to be in a moment of feeling such utter despair that you cannot conceive of a future. I mean, that is actually the textbook definition of depression. You're not able to conceive of a future. And I just really felt like I need to tell somebody tonight that while it might feel like right now you don't have a future, and I would want to honor the, the weight of that moment. You know, I get it. Like, if you're in it, I'm not trying to minimize anything. I understand that it can feel like that. Right. Absolutely. I understand what that's like. I understand that you can't always just snap out of it. But I also want to tell you that that feeling is a lie. Yeah. Come on. There is a future. Yes. Yes. There is more. Come on. Yes. Yes. I'm not saying it's the future yes. that you once thought it was going to be. Yeah, because there are some things in our lives that we think are going to go on forever that actually do meet an end. But that doesn't mean your story's over. That's right. right. Just on, because yeah. it's not turned out the way that you planned doesn't mean the story's over. Yes. Come on, Come on, Just because the relationship is over doesn't mean that you're over. Right. Just because that person walked away doesn't mean that God has walked away well, from you. Oh, yes. If the tribe that you've been with has abandoned and forsaken you and thinks that you've gone off the slippery slope in whatever direction, I've got news for you. God has another tribe. That's yeah. right. God has another people. Yes. Where you're not going to feel weird and strange. Those people are out there. Yes. Right. And those people are going to find you and you're going to find them. Yep. Hmm. I, 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 feel such, I feel a burden tonight in particular for some of the folks who are watching who are a little bit older, who feel like the, the glory days are behind them and that you have nothing left to give, and the world does seem like it's spiraling out of control, and I want you to hear me tonight, there's a calling on some of you to be fathers and mothers Come on, yes. to a generation, to, to people right now, you, you, you don't feel like you have anything to offer. And it's, it's a fine line, right? Because I, I love humility, but sometimes that can be crippling. That says, well, who, who am I? I'm telling you, there are riches and treasures and resources that God has placed inside of you that the world needs. Yes. That a generation of sons and daughters need. We need. We need you to be here. We need you to be here. Yes. So good. Bringing up the conversation about sexual assault, I want you to hear tonight whether or not whether you're a product of some kind of abuse, whatever has been 
done to you, and for that matter, whatever it is that you have done. Don't you dare think for just a moment, for even a minute, that there's any of that where the love of God is not greater and stronger. Come on, come on, Jonathan. Do not let that shame be so crippling and so pervasive that you don't believe that God loves you and God can use you. Oh my goodness. The folks I've, I know in my own life in recent years who I've had the conversation so struggling with some issue around sexual identity, ready, just at the end of their rope. And I want you to hear me tonight that God is so much bigger than any of that. That's right. Please stay here. Yes. yes. Please yes. don't go anywhere. Please. Come on. Just, just stick around. See, that's the thing. You know, I'm all for, I, 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 praise God, every once in a while we need like a victory talk and yeah. good speech and rah, rah, re, let's go get them. And that's great. But I'm going to tell you something. Some days you're doing a really good job to get out of the bed. And you ought to be commended for that. I know sometimes we'll say like, well, God doesn't mean for you just to survive. I've had some moments in my life where surviving was no small thing. Come on now, that's the truth. Not hiding my head under the covers for 48 hours was no small thing. Like engaging the world, getting outside of the house, no small thing. And I just want to encourage somebody with that right now. Sometimes staying alive is a big deal. Yes, sir. And we need you to do it. Yes. We need you to still be here. Yes. I promise you, I don't know when it's coming or how it's coming. And it feels a little bit foolish to say because I can't engineer the moment, but I still believe this principle is true. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. In the morning. Yeah. Not every morning. I've had some mornings where I hated the sounds of the birds. I've had those mornings too, but I'm telling you, that dark night of the soul, it does come to an end. And sometimes it, amen, sometimes it comes to an end in a way that you're, it's totally unexpected and random. Sometimes the circumstances don't change and nothing, nothing in your life technically gets one bit better. And yet somehow the cloud just lifts and you're, you're back and you're just back. I promise you, don't get legal listening on me and with my language here. Let me say it like this. I swear to you, if you will stay in the ring, come on, you will see the faithfulness of God. I love this language from the Psalms. In the land of the living. Yes. In the land of the living. Yes. Yes. I'm all for the hope of life after death, but I, I'm not talking about heaven right now. I'm talking about seeing the hand of God in the land of the living. He's not done fighting for you. This is not the end of your story. This is not the end of your journey. Amen. And I promise I'm about to stop. I mean, this, is, this isn't even a sermon. I mean, all I'm doing is trying to say one simple thing. Please stay here a little while longer. And whatever, whatever it takes to stay afloat, whatever it takes to stick around, I'm in favor of that. <laughs> Within reason... Whatever small thing you can cling on to, whatever small thing brings you hope right now, just to make it through the night, there is more than just this moment. And so now I don't, you know, I don't know what all that that dream was about the other night, but I'd love to have the opportunity just to be able to to speak prophetically God's love into you right now. I want you to hear that even at your darkest, at your worst, at your lowest moments. You are God's beloved son. You are God's 
beloved daughter in whom he is well pleased. He delights in you. He sings over you. He knows everything there is to know about you. He knows every shameful, embarrassing moment. He knows every secret that you want to hide. And he loves you perfectly. And he's embracing you now. He's holding you now. So Father, I just ask now, in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I pray that for those who right now who are underneath that cloud, and some people know uniquely what I'm talking about. Father, I ask in the strong name of Jesus that you would break the bands, break the strongholds of depression in Jesus' name. Break that despair. I pray that where there have been those sons and daughters of yours who have not been able to conceive of a future, let them right now glimpse hope in a future. Even if it comes in an unexpected way. If it in fact, it will come in an unexpected way. Oh God, that you would open up our eyes and you would let us see. We're not willing to leave anybody behind. We're not willing for anybody to be left out. We're not willing for anybody to be left on the battlefield. Lord, we just take those sons and daughters and we commend them to your presence. We lift them to you. And I ask now, God, pour your love the words of the Apostle Paul, that your love would be shed abroad in their hearts. I pray for a peace that passes all understanding to guard their hearts and minds by Christ Jesus now. And Lord, we just declare together now finally that we will see your faithfulness in the land of the living. That we're going to live and not die. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I'm going to turn it back over and let you sing whatever you want to sing, but I feel like I need to say it one more time. And I, I, I'm not always the person to have everybody claim the promises, but some of you, I would even encourage you, to, if you I'll go back to the text one more time. I think it'd be good. Can we just say this out loud in here? We're a small room in here, but this feels like it needs to be declared. I will not die but live. Can we say that? And tell of the works of the Lord. And tell of the works of the Lord. Just that first part one more time. I will not die but live. I will not die but live. You're not supposed to go out like this. This is not your time. This is not that time. Stay in the ring. Stay in the fights. Even if you don't feel like holding on, I'm going to tell you right now, He's holding you. You don't have to hold on. You can let go and be held right now. This is not about your willpower. This is about the sustaining love of God. You're going to live and not die in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening today. For more, go to JonathanMartinWords.com and follow him on Instagram. To support this podcast and become a patron, go to patreon.com slash man. No matter who you are or where you come from, we hope this podcast can be a resource to help you come to know the love that calls you by your true name. God bless.